1: A warm welcome to our audience. My name is Willem Klopper, I'm your host, and in this episode we will have a conversation with one of the captains of the plumbing industry, Mr. Patrick Gordon. Our audience may be familiar with Cal Africa as a supplier or with the Kalefi brand itself, but how much do we know about the big guns at the top? join us when we meet Patrick to find out where his career started and how he has achieved the successes that he has, while simultaneously discovering a little bit more about the man behind the role that Patrick currently fills. Patrick, welcome. Thanks for joining us in studio. Thanks for your time and and, and being here and having this conversation with us. Thanks, Willem. Thanks for having me here. Just before we give our guests the opportunity to introduce themselves, let's hit the brakes. We'd like to remind our audience that this episode is proudly brought to you by Articulate Lit Plumber. So, Patrick, just before I fire away with all of the other questions that I have for you, uh, please just introduce yourself to the audience uh, from a from a career perspective. Please tell us a little bit more about your your current role within Cal Africa, and uh, then I've got a couple of other questions for you uh, from a career perspective.
0: Okay, um, as you said, it's Patrick, Patrick Gordon. I'm currently the general manager at Cal Africa. I've been there for about 18 months now. We are the sole distributors of the Calafi brand, an Italian company, uh, good quality products and so So, yes, we're the sole distributors in South Africa for them. And I have the privilege of being able to lead them in the market at the moment.
1: Uh, so, Patrick, obviously, you know, you currently fulfill the role of, of general manager, but that's obviously not where your career started. It had to start somewhere. And, and would you care to share us, you know, just a little bit more information about your humble beginnings?
0: Yeah, it's, it's a couple of years ago that we started in the plumbing industry. I was first with the merchants, with the old Bowmat group. Many of the listeners most probably won't even know about the Bomat group. Back in 1985, 86, I started with them as a counter salesman with ConBuild. They then evolved into the Plum Link group that we know now. But I was with them for quite a while. Uh, I moved, joined Inkeldons and Clarksdorp, and then I left the industry totally for a year or so. I uh, went game catching because that's where my heart has always been, is with the game industry. Out in the bushfield. Out in the bush where <laughs> nobody chirps you. <yet. laughs>
1: it is it South Africa, after all. Is it is South Africa. It's the African continent, is, so. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, we had a problem with the outbreak of foot and mouth, so we couldn't get game in and so forth. There was no money to pay me at the time, so I went back into the plumbing industry. I joined Federated Timbers, um, and then one of my previous... Bosses at the time, Karat was at me the whole time. Why don't you come back to Joburg? Come back to Joburg. And eventually, after about six years, I gave in and I came back to Joburg and joined the Biomat Group uh, with Plum Tile West. And, yeah, I was with them for quite a few years. And then back in 2000, I was offered a position with Cobra Water Tech. Everybody knows Cobra Water Tech. I started very humble there also, I was their internal uh, service department, so people would phone in to me, ask questions, I'd try and solve them as much as possible, or send a technician out. And I did it for a national basis then. At the time, they had no training material, so I started sort of building up and writing training material just to train my technicians so they were well qualified. And it progressed so much so that the salespeople also wanted it. So I started training and it became a whole department on its own, the training department. So I did that for quite a few years, traveling through the world, through South Africa, Botswana, everywhere we, we had customers, I would go out and train the staff and so forth, which was it's quite tiring, all the dri- driving and flying. Everybody thinks that's a
1: great job but you get tired of living out of a suitcase. You, you became a jet setter. <laughs> a jet setter, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so but, but if I may interrupt, Patrick, what did this training in, entail? What, what training did you...
0: It was product knowledge and also SANS-related knowledge. So I would take the SANS qualifications, the 198s and 10254s, 10252, all those, and develop training modules and incorporate our products into that. So showing the plumbers and our staff how in the plumbing industry our products feature and can be used to great success
1: and so forth. And then obviously be compliant as well with the sand standards because you Definitely. did mentioned that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's one thing and I've seen pictures where people have bought all the correct products, all good quality SABS products, but the way they put them together, that little Meccano set was a totally non-compliant installation. So... It doesn't help just buying quality components. You've got to actually use them properly also. And that was part of the training, is showing the guys how to properly do the installations.
1: And this obviously increased your own knowledge about about the plumbing and the plumbing work spe- specifically as well.
0: Definitely. I mean, when I joined the plumbing industry in 85, I knew nothing about plumbing. Um, I could recognize a pipe when I saw it, and that was about it. You know, I knew what a toilet was for, and... <laughs> similar,
1: similar to what the general public knows. <laughs> you know, you know, we, we know plumbing to the extent of what we use and what we have and the, the conveniences thereof. There so uh, you know, if we have a flushing toilet and hot water and flowing taps, then uh, then we're satisfied. And that's 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 where our knowledge stops the, the general public out there. And that's one respect I have for the industry
0: at the time is my boss at that time said to me, you do not talk to a plumber. You don't try and sell him anything. For the first three months, I had to stand behind the counter and listen to the questions they asked and the answers that were given to them. And obviously now I had to remember these answers so that if somebody asked me the same question, I could give that answer. And right from then, I started learning that if you had a question you didn't know the answer to, don't refer the person to someone else. Go and find the answer by contacting the manufacturer or somebody with the knowledge and then take that back to the person that posed the question, because in that way, you gain the knowledge yourself, and you're not just you're learning out.
1: Yeah, and growing and developing yourself and your knowledge all the time. Yeah, I mean, and that's also, you know, it's tears directly into the conversation that I'm having with you about your, you know, your path to success. Yeah. Um. So so yeah, Patrick, I I totally agree with you. That's that's, that's a fantastic, uh, you know, uh, strategy to
0: have. You find today a lot of people come into the sales industry and so forth, and you've got to feed them the whole time. They, it's almost as if they don't retain anything. That's a waterlogged sponge. It can't absorb anymore. And they'll come and ask you the same question 20 times and never remember the answer. But to me it was always go out, get that information, make it your own, and that puts you in a good position. You know, there's an old saying that says knowledge is power. But that knowledge alone doesn't give you the power. It's how to apply that knowledge that is actually the power. And that's what I've tried to do in my life is to see what all that knowledge is there and then being able to apply it into my life and to the products and companies that I'm representing.
1: Patrick, but that knowledge, you've also it, it, it helped you. You could also apply it to, to compiling the training material. That you eventually did and and yes and that's what led to you becoming a jet setter and, and traveling <laughs> traveling the globe to go and get uh. training on your products and how, put, how to put them together but but from there um from from that position uh, traveling and, and 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 you mentioned that that traveling was quite exhausting um what was the next step for you after that
0: well uh I stayed with Cobra for 20 years. I only left them in May 2020 now, and um, I left the training department with somebody else there, and then they offered me a job at Cal Africa. The current general manager at that time, Chris Kyle, was going on pension, and he said no. He needed somebody qualified to come and take over his position. So they offered me the position, and yes, now I can do that bit of trading, uh, training, training, And also the selling of the products and gaining uh, people the technical information because that's one thing. Cobra had technical products, but with Calafrica, it's all technical products. And it was a nice challenge for me again. It's almost you'd reached a level where you weren't learning, not going anywhere, it was stagnant. Now it was a whole new canvas for me to go and find out more about all sorts of technical products that I knew nothing
1: about learning learning more and then again uh, effectively applying the knowledge that you were gaining in this new position that you, that you yeah. now had and this new role that you fulfilled. Yeah,
0: because my belief is you cannot sell something that you know nothing about and you don't have faith and trust in. So I had to make sure I gained that knowledge for myself and then I could apply it now in,
1: to the success of the company. Just before we continue the conversation, it's time to hit the brakes again. Don't forget to download the all-new and improved App Plumber from the Google Play Store. All your plumbing solutions are just a click away, exclusively for Android users. Welcome back. We are continuing our conversation with one of the captains of the plumbing industry, Mr. Patrick Gordon. Patrick, did you have any role models or mentors in your, on, your, on your path, your career path?
0: Yes, there were some negative role models, you know, right in the beginning, people that I learned don't do things that way. But then in the positive also, people like Mervyn Jordan, that I, at the time he was running a program called National Institute of Sanitary and Plumbing, and I had to go and spend some time there and learn about the products. And he had a wealth of knowledge that he was open with sharing with everybody. you know. And that's where I think I learned also to You're not weakening your hand by enabling people to get your knowledge. Don't hold back. Give it to people. They deserve it. So my role has always been on that. Share your knowledge with everybody. It it can't harm you. And then people like uh, Martin Kutsia, when I joined Cobra, I was working along with him. And he started me into investigating the SABS regulations and tearing them apart. We'd take products and cut them open and see how and why they're working and so forth. So, yes, he taught me a lot also on that. Um, guys like Karatswanapo, who later left the BOMAT group and started off with, or well, he started the whole of Gebrit in South Africa and so forth. And he was a great role model for me also in how to do business and be ethical.
1: I think being ethical is, is, is a very, very, very uh, um, important factor when you're doing business.
0: Definitely. If you've made a mistake, admit
1: to it. Mm. Uh, people are just going to respect you more for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. What are some of the highlights in your career, Patrick?
0: I think some of the highlights of, Being being able to go to the international shows, for instance, Uh, you know, go and have a look and see what the other half of the world is doing because you sort of see South Africa and the way we're doing it, but then you can see what's available on the other side of the globe also. So that was a great privilege. Um, Then also traveling the whole of South Africa. Just like the other side of the world do things differently, each province within South Africa is doing things differently and they face, face different challenges and so forth so that was interesting to me also then I've had the privilege of uh, being on the radio Mix FM which was a great thing for me also in the beginning as we said just now it's like very scary
1: you know who, what are you going to do you know it's yeah, live it, Yeah, it's, it's behind a microphone and you've got your earphones on and you've got a live audience now, listening so actually my first
0: radio um appearance was not with them it was with a Pretoria a radio station at the time I don't even know if they exist still it was Radio Ripple oh yes they're they, they, they
1: now, they now known as
0: Groot FM Groot FM yeah. okay <laughs> <laughs> and that was there was no script there was nothing you sat there for half an hour and the questions came to you live over the air you had no p- way to prepare and oh, that was challenging you know because you had to be on top of your game and people didn't necessarily ask you questions relating to your products. It was about plumbing in general, you know, like, wow. So Mix FM was a little bit easier where there was a script than we decided before the time what we were going to talk about and that type of thing. But that was great. And, yes, then also being involved with uh, Plumbing Africa, doing articles for them, it has all been great highlights in my life.
1: Again, it boils down to sharing the information that you've gained along Definitely. your your path, your career path. Yeah.
0: To me, that is a passion in my life, is strengthening other people to gain that knowledge. I mean, I would love to, the day that I go on pension, be able to sit back and say, wow, those people are carrying on because I helped them get there. Not because I'm someone special, but because they actually used what I gave them. Yeah.
1: Some of our audience may have heard you present a couple of webinars before. Uh, but other than, than, than doing the webinars for IOPSA or for PIRB, what is your involvement or your relationship with IOPSA or PRB? Um,
0: I've always worked, even before I was directly involved, we tried to associate ourselves with them a lot. So assist them where we could. And then recently I had the privilege of being uh, appointed as one of the committee members of IOPSA Gauteng, so it is nice now to be able to help them and guide them there. I've done a lot of presentations at the AAPSA meetings, and a lot of the people will know me from there, not just in Gauteng, but I've done it nationally because I was on a national footprint. I've done presentations through the whole of South Africa at the IOPSA meetings, and then, as you say, also with... Um, IOPS, webinars that they do, the tech talks, that type of thing. So yeah, it's great to be close to the plumbing industry like that.
1: Yeah, and to contribute to it, you know, to contribute to the to sharing again, to sharing the sharing knowledge. The knowledge, knowledge yeah. And and growing and expanding it and, and improving and uplifting it. Yeah. Because that's ultimately the goal. Definitely. You know, it's it's the perspective of the general public out there towards plumbers, plumbing work and the plumbing industry. You know, it it it, it uh, you and I had the conversation just before we started recording, of how little the general public actually knows about plumbing work. You know the the extent of knowledge, um, and competencies that plumbers need to to correctly perform their work, and yeah. and and that they also need to comply with standards, etc. The general public just is not aware of that, and and again, you know. Um, Ultimately, changing their perspective is can only happen through improving and uplifting the the plumbing industry. And it's great that you, from your perspective, sharing your knowledge with with the plumbers and the plumbing sector. Uh, you know, assisting and contributing to the upliftment thereof.
0: Yeah, yeah. To me, you know, it's it's one thing being a cowboy and knowing what is right and just directly going opposite it. But what is scary is when people do things and they don't even realize they doing it wrong you know and that's the aim is to uplift those people to understand why they should do things because if they understand the risks
1: involved it's more likely that they're going to do it correctly than take a shortcut absolutely and take accountability uh, and and also to 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 show pride in what they do by doing it correctly
0: that's one of the things that we said earlier on you know Plumbers should be proud of their industry because they are very much a professional person. It's not just a guy that couldn't make it anywhere else and now he's joining some pipes together. It's not about that at all. Uh, A qualified plumber can be very proud of the qualification he has and the
1: role he plays in the world as such. They are specialists in their field. It's no different from a neurosurgeon being a specialist in their medical field plumbers are specialists in what they do i mean the general public wouldn't need plumbers if we knew everything about plumbing if we knew exactly how to you know it's not just putting pipes together google could get us through it we'd all be doing (laughs) it you know you just google a couple of a couple of uh, videos watch a couple of videos (laughs) and now you know you know you think you know that you know oh sorry you think you know that everything about plumbing and you can yeah. fix your own pipes and then eventually use it with a burst geyser. <laughs> <laughs> Just before we continue the conversation, it's time to hit the brakes again. Plumber training has never been easier with articulated plumber courses. Enroll now to upskill yourself at your own pace and earn CPD points. Our informative and easy-to-follow courses can be found on iopsatraining.co.za. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Articulated Plumber. From a more personal perspective, Patrick, where do you hail from?
0: Okay, I was originally born in the Free State in Bloemfontein, but I uh, left there when we were two years old. Now I spent most of my time in Gauteng. I mean, staying in Krugersdorp, I've been there since '93. now again. So I've been there for a while. So I think if you had to classify me, I'm a volley uh, at the moment. Uh, but with my heart in the free state, uh, I love going back to the free state and doing things there.
1: And, and what is it that makes Patrick Gordon tick? What are you passionate about?
0: As we said, I, I love training. I love imparting knowledge. Now, a lot of people, I've heard them say that I'm a know-it-all because I'm always trying to tell them how to do things. It's not because I'm a know-it-all. I'm trying to impart the knowledge to them if they will only take it and use it. And as I said, that's a passion, doing training. I've done training at some schools, uh, colleges, and so forth. I love talking to people and seeing that light go on in their eyes when they get that information and now they realize they've got hold of something.
1: Yeah. And and they can then go out and about and effectively apply that knowledge that they've gained.
0: Definitely. You know, years later, you'll have somebody contact you and say, remember back in those days, uh, I was in your class and you taught me. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but then to be able to see what that person has done with his life um, and appreciate the fact that you have actually touched someone's life for the positive. The impression that you left. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Um. The the I I remember an old saying um, that said, "Uh, it's not what you leave behind the day that you that you may pass away. It's not what you leave for your children. It's what you leave in your children. Yeah. And if knowledge is one thing, to leave in them, um, wisdom, knowledge. Yeah. yeah. You can." Um,
0: Nobody can take your knowledge away from you. You can become bankrupt. You can lose everything, but nobody can take that knowledge
1: away from you. Absolutely, I agree with you, Patrick. So, Patrick, have you got? Uh, you mentioned also earlier a little bit about your your passion for the bushfield and for game and and, and yeah. working with game, etc. Um, is that still? Uh, would you see that still as a hobby for yourself? Do you, are you still involved in that in any form of way uh, on on your in your personal time, part time?
0: Not involved as such as I do anything there with game and so forth. But I spend a lot of time in the game reserves. To me, that is where I go and charge my batteries. If I feel that I'm getting a bit low, um, I just need to reset my mind. I'll go and spend a week in the bush and as rough as I can. I can't go too rough because my wife doesn't like it too rough in the bush. I need to give her some luxuries, so but
1: you do take her with you, you know. I take her with me, <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> but yes, uh, I go. That's where I go and clear my mind. And but over and above that, yes, I'm a technically minded person, so I do a lot of my own DIY maintenance and little hobbies at home. Um, I service my own vehicles, do a bit of carpentry, welding. So I busy with using my hands and once again knowledge that you for sure.
1: Patrick tell us a little bit more about Cal Africa uh, or, or can we say the Califi brand for that matter uh, as an organization as a brand um, I would like to ask you a little bit later on about the products as well but if we can just start off by telling us a little sure. bit more about Cal Africa
0: you know when we answer the phone as Cal Africa a lot of people say, oh, who, Tile Africa? They, <laughs> do, they, they don't understand Cal Africa. So then you've got to say to them, Kalefi in South Africa. Then they understand exactly who it is. So, and that's ideally where we are. Uh, originally, Kalefi came to South Africa and they opened a branch here. But after a couple of years, they sold that as a business and it runs independent. We're not part of Kalefi anymore. But we are their representative in South Africa and we distribute any product that they have overseas, we have got access to. Obviously, there's a couple of OEM type of products, which are specifically for a country. The threads are different. Absolutely, We wouldn't touch those. It, but the environment
1: that it's used in differs from ours. Sorry. Exactly.
0: But we've got some wonderful products. And as you said, we'll have a look at them just now. Uh, so even though we're a small company, we only about 11 people in the company, that's from myself, the operations lady, the internal sales, the technical support, the factory, the manufacturing part of it, because yes, even though we bring most of our products in, we bring a lot of it in as raw component, and then we assemble them in different configurations to what they would use them overseas, because they don't use geyser valves over there like us, where it's the pressure reducing and the relief all in one. They split it as separate ones. So it's almost unique to the British way of doing things. So us in England do things like that. Quite similar. Yeah, so we bring them in like that and we've got a little factory where we then put everything together. We package it into the Cal Africa packaging and then distribute. We don't have our own fleet that go and deliver. We use a courier service. We've got one vehicle that does Gateng, sort of Pretoria, Joburg area. And yeah, so it's a very small company, but a very close-knit company. Uh, Everybody is multitasking. So even though I may be the general manager, I could go out and go and do a delivery today because there's an emergency there. Or uh, like the other day, one of the laborers that does the assembly of the valves was off sick. So I was in the factory putting valves together and so forth. So it's, it's great being involved, a hands-on type of management, and having a company that is really proud of its products and have a product
1: that you can be proud of. Patrick, another saying that I would like to share <laughs> is it's that it's not about the size of the dog in the fight, but the size of the fight in the dog so maybe a small company, but I mean, it makes a big impact on the plumbing industry after all.
0: Definitely. Uh, I mean, even in the insurance company, we've got a big portion of the valves and stuff that go out onto the geezers and that type of thing, the vacuum breakers, the non-return valves for the ins- insurance company, so much so that we were recognized as a essential service during the lockdown where nobody could work. I've been working one stop through. We've never stopped another day of working. Yes, I worked for about a a month. I think it was May. We worked from home, but I was going into the office like every second day to go and send out deliveries and <laughs> arrange pickups and stuff like that. So yeah, it's a it's a very dynamic
1: company. I I, I wanted to ask what the impact was of of the COVID uh, uh, you know pandemic on 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 business. Um,
0: yeah, obviously the, the, your sales have shrunk because a big portion of our sales isn't just the geezer industry, but it's the industrial side of things. Your big uh, pressure-reducing valves, your RPZ valves, reduced pressure zone backflow preventers, that that side of the business has, has stopped because nobody's doing big developments and so forth at the moment. So, yes, uh, the turnover has shrunk and where I was like fighting every time a container came to be able to hand out the products to whoever wanted. I've now got a buffer stock built up there. (laughs) (laughs) So if anybody wants, I've got. (laughs) Just had to pump that in there. (laughs) But yes, um, it has definitely given us an opportunity to relook our business model, the way we do things, the way we're having a relationship with people. When I joined the company a year and a half ago, 18 months ago, we were still selling directly to some plumbers. Where that was one of the first things I did. We stopped doing that. So we only sell to your merchants, your plumlinks, your on taps, uh, builders, all those people. We do use the plumbers still as our service agents because I don't have staff in all the towns mm. that can go out and do the servicing. So we still use them but we don't sell to them. They've got to go and buy it directly from From the merchants, which was a good thing uh, because a lot of the merchants didn't want to stock our stuff because we were selling it directly to the plumber. So why stock it? It's competition then. It's competition now, where now we've priced ourselves uh, competitively against the oppositions, but at the same time, I'm using their distribution network to fill all the customers out there. So even though I'm not selling directly to the plumber, they still my customers, absolutely, um, and we've demanded, we've created the demand there, and they're just sourcing it through the merchants. Absolutely,
1: so let's get to your products. Tell us a little bit more. What 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 is the range of products? Uh, I want to find out from you where they where they're manufactured and produced, um, and and then obviously. One of the most important questions that I uh, always to to any merchant or any supplier or any manufacturer for that matter or, or distributor uh, is: Are your products uh, compliant yes, with the with with the uh, you know the the applicable standards? Yes.
0: Okay. So the ones that most people know our products are the Giza valves. Uh, we've got a, a range of different ones, and 15 and 22 millimeter for normal geyser installations. Compression ends, different combinations with a ball cock or a or plane on its own and all that type of thing. But then we also do the bigger industrial pressure reducing valves up to 150 millimeter. We do anything to do with hydronic. So hydronic with water flow and so forth. We have got, for instance, where you have got a hot water ring main that is split into different loops and stuff. We've got a brilliant little product called a thermostatic balancing valve where you can balance those loops effortlessly. So you go in, you fit it, you set it up the first time, and after that the system just runs and it works perfectly. And that takes a lot of headache away from a lot of your designers and so forth. They don't have to try and balance it now with pipe lengths and pipe sizing because this little valve just goes ahead and does it. We've got a lot of little products like that. What a lot of people don't know is that we also do products for underfloor heating for HVAC systems. Oh. So we don't stock much of that because people aren't really buying it from us, but it's available from sure. for us out there. And then a big one that the Cape Town or the, the Cape Province people know a lot about is the RPZ valve, the Reduced Pressure Zone Backflow Preventer which wherever you've got an alternative water source on your property, whether it be rainwater harvesting or a borehole or whatever, you have to, by law, fit a RPZ valve. The other provinces haven't been really policing it very much. Cape Town, when they had that massive drought, they had to because a lot of people were fitting all these rainwater harvesting systems and so forth, and there was a chance of contaminated water flowing back into the municipal lines and so. So they policed it, but it's by no means a new law that's now coming at us. It's been in 0252 Part one for many, many, many years if you go back. And up until now, nobody in South Africa has had a SABS-compliant valve, basically because the old SABS spec was written for the American standards and the products that they use, the materials that they use, just couldn't work in South Africa. So we've got a, a product that is European accredited. as We've got all the European standards uh, certification, but we could never get the certificate in South Africa. So that's one of the things I did last year when we were in the lockdown and so forth is I, I wrote an am- amendment to SANS 1808 for RPZ valves and I submitted it. And I'm happy to say that in November last year, it was acti- actually published as the new regulation. So I'm just waiting now for the mark approval certificate. Then I can. we will have the only SABS-compliant RPZ valve in Quite South Africa. Quite an achievement.
1: Yeah. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Quite an achievement. And just before we say goodbye, it's time to hit the brakes one last time like to encourage our audience to follow articulated plumber on instagram and facebook not only to find out more about the man in the band podcast but also to learn more about any exciting and interesting news that we may have our handle on both instagram and facebook is articulated plumber patrick just before we started recording you mentioned one other product that's that's also an exciting is it a new edition or is it a an existing one which is lesser known It's a product that's been
0: used in Europe a lot, but it hasn't been used here. And it's called a Legio mix. So where we have Legionella in our water and so forth because of the temperatures that we store water at, this mixing valve you can fit and forget. Now we know that in South Africa nobody does maintenance. Now where you've got a circulatory line, you've got to regularly once a month at least decommission the system flush it to get all that Legionella out, purge it with very hot water and then recommission it again. Nobody does that. When you fit this, you can actually program it to do it automatically. And you can also connect it in with a building management system. So it's electronically controlled and it fits into your big business uh, systems, your hotels, that type of thing. Or you could have it for your house, your old age homes, things like that. So Yes, we did do an article in the Plumbing Africa about it, but we will be doing some more information on the Leger mix also because it's actually a brilliant little product that you can use and very reasonably priced if you compare it to other thermostatic mixes.
1: Well, sounds like an awesome product, and thanks for sharing that with the audience. I think um, I think they'll find that quite, quite interesting. Patrick? Uh do you have any advice and or or motivation to the audience out there? We've been chatting about your 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 career path and where it started, your humble beginnings and how you've progressed and, and, and achieved the success of being the GM of, of Cal Africa and the impact that Cal Africa has on the plumbing industry. Um what what word of motivation would you have to the audience out there?
0: Learn. Investigate. you've you've got a mind, use it. Uh, Do research. Don't expect people to come and feed you with it the whole time. Do something for yourself and gain that knowledge. And then, as I said, it's not that knowledge that's the power, it's how you use it. So then apply it in your life. Uh, Apply it into a field that you're happy with. If you enjoy doing something, it's not a job. It's it's a career. You're not just going to work every day. You're doing something that you're enjoying. Yeah. And then it, it's great. After all, if you, if you love
1: what you do, you'll never work another day.
0: Exactly. You're always on holiday. <laughs>
1: Patrick, once again, I want to thank you for having joined me in the studio today, for having driven all the way here, uh, for your time that you set aside to come and have this conversation with us. And, of course, for the information that you shared with the audience. I think that you've shared some very valuable points and very valuable information with the audience. Um, so thanks, a Stack, for that. And uh, thanks so much to the audience for having tuned in and listened to this episode. Thank you, Willem. Thanks for having us. Finally, it's time to switch off this engine. Cheerio.
0: Man in the Van podcast, your regular audio drive-time companion. (laughs)